Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about God's testing Abraham. <laughs> Let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. And DS Ninja <laughs> is in the house. Oh, I completely, completely forgot. Like, that is it. <laughs> it's just the dynamic duel today. Yes. Why? Uh, Ayla is having contractions now. Yes. Uh, her water broke. That makes us sound, that, well, that makes me sound terrible. Because her water broke, and we're sitting up here recording a podcast. <laughs> well, she's sitting on a bouncy ball. Yeah, she's bouncing on a ball right now. Um, her contractions are right now about thirty minutes apart, twenty minutes apart. Yeah, or something. But it's getting close. This might be the day. This is the day. This <sighs> is the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, Dad, how was how was your week? The week was good. Good. Thanksgiving week, yeah. This was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, actually, when people hear this, it'll be a couple of weeks later. But yeah, this was Thanksgiving week for us. Yep, it was good though. Yeah, we hung out with family. Um, I this it felt like I was on vacation this week. Like how almost how how you feel every day. <laughs> Here we go. I this <laughs> whatever. It felt like it felt like I was on vacation. Um. Maybe because of that, because I didn't, I didn't do anything Thanksgiving. Well, we went to, down to meet yeah, with Ayla's family. Yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about as far as like work goes, I had to do anything. Maybe that's why oh. it felt like a vacation. But I definitely felt rejuvenated coming off of this week, and it was just one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was off two days. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 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 that, that, I'm telling you, it's just weird. It's, every time I call, you just happen to be home, no matter what time of day it is. For somebody that works, that doesn't really make much sense, but okay. Yeah, whatever. Um. So, all right, so this week, what we're talking about is at Adam, Abraham, and Isaac. And this is how I want to start with this, Dad. Can you imagine how Isaac must have felt? Coming off of that hill with his dad after his dad was about to just, you know, kill him. Can you, <laughs> can you, can you like, imagine granddad's like, hey, well, everybody called you man. Imagine granddad being like, hey, man, hey, Daryl, come with me. <laughs> <laughs> or me doing you, AD. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Hey, D, come here. I want to show you something. <laughs> So, Nothing personal, just business. <laughs> <laughs> so in, it was reading in Genesis, and I, I and I don't know. I wanted to ask you this because you do a lot of deep, detailed, like Bible studying. Why did Abraham make Isaac carry everything? He made him carry the knife. He made him carry the wood. Like, why did he do that? He's a son. Yeah, but that's like no. Real, realize there was more than just them. Yeah, it because he's servants or whatever. Right, right. Um, and he told, you know, told the servants to wait here. Mm-hmm. Me and the boy will be back. Yeah. Can you imagine how he felt, though, on the way back, Isaac? Because I don't remember Isaac's giving uh, Isaac's thought process on everything. Like, 
Can you think, do you think it's, because do you think it'd be easy for Isaac to be like in a position to kind of curse God because how are you going to send my dad to try to kill me? But in the end, he saw the purpose of it. And, and if you really study what was going on, Abraham was offering his only son. Yeah. It's a microcosm of what God did. Yeah. Offering uh, yeah, Christ. But, but Isaac saw afterwards, you know, God providing a ram mm-hmm. in a bush and the blessings, you know, because I'm sure he talked to him and taught him, yeah. you know, the significance of it. I know I've had a conversations with multiple people about this this subject before. It's like, well, if God is such a caring guy, why would he allow or put Abraham in a position to kill his son? Like, why would he do that? That doesn't sound like a loving God. That is something that is constantly brought up when talking about the Abraham, you know, killing his only or attempting to kill his only son. Because they don't understand what was going on. Yeah. Um, If you if you go back to and start in Genesis 12. Mm-hmm. And, and and there, God tells uh, Abraham to leave your country, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to leave your people, and essentially leave your family, and to go someplace that he didn't even know where he was going. Mm-hmm. But it's because of his faith, he listened to God. Yeah. And so when, um, when you see that, several times you see Abraham, wherever he goes, he built an altar. Yeah, to give God thanks. Right. Everywhere. You see it in, in Genesis 12, 7, 12, 8, 13, 18, and I think 22, 9. Mm-hmm. You see it. He built an altar. So he's giving thanks. So if Abraham is always in a position of giving thanks to God every time he's blessed, when, every time God blessed him with something, why would God test him in this moment? Because at this point, he showed word, like he, you know, that he trusts God and thanks God for it. Like, why would he... Well, realize one, Abraham understood something. He understood that God could raise the dead. Mm-hmm. So remember, he said, told his servants, you stay here. Me and the boy will go here and worship and we will be back. Yeah. He knew if he did have to kill him, that God could raise him. And the reason why he knew that, because he brought the dead back to life already, mm-hmm. which Sarah's womb was dead. And he brought her womb back. Oh, that's right, because Isaac couldn't have, I mean, not Isaac, Abraham couldn't, they couldn't have kids. They couldn't have kids for yeah. years. Yeah. And she was at 89 or something when she had the kids. And do you think Abraham told the two servants to stay back because if they came, they might not have might not have understood why he was putting his son up on the... I didn't get that deep in study. It doesn't say anything about the servant. Yeah. The more focus is on Abraham and, and what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And so... God tested Abraham in that. And if you look at verse, um, it starts in chapter 22. And I think it's, as far as what? Because I got it up. uh, Verse 12. Verse 12. Oh, don't lay a hand on the boy, he said. Yeah. And he said, do not lay... Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God. And it's not that he didn't know, God didn't know, because God is Mm all-knowing. What it is, God didn't know what it feels like or the experience 
God or Abraham? God. You know, because, see, Jesus came to earth from spirit to earth, and now he can feel what it temptations like. He can feel what what it is to be ridiculed and, and like that. Because Jesus was man on earth. Right. And so he can explain to the Father. But God didn't understand that. So not that he didn't understand. He had not yet experienced uh, Abraham's obedience. Oh, so it has nothing to do with God not knowing free will and why people do the things. That right. Do. It was more so of more so towards Abraham. Yeah, he had not experienced his obedience. And so by Abraham doing that, that's why he said, now I know, or I, mean, I have been experienced. I think that's for a human, from a human standpoint, that might be the <clears throat> ultimate sacrifice. Because I was about to say, like, I mean, at the same time, he has, God has seen that because Abraham has did offerings in every other city and every other thing that he's done. But I guess that no, yeah, but when like, that's your only son, yeah, yeah, hmm. and so that and, and what's fascinating about it, if you really do a deep study on that, you know, when you talk about the the hall of faith, we always talk about the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter eleven, um, and it talks about Abraham, and it's starting at verse uh, 17, 11, 17 through nineteen. It's really referring to Genesis chapter twenty two. When Abraham and Isaac, yeah. you know, was up there. And that's what it's referring to. And it talks about Abraham's faith. Um, but one thing that's significant, because God told him to go to Mount Moriah. Mm-hmm. And and, and that, doing a deep study on that. Moriah is a hop, skip, and a d- jump. And right at eyesight of Jerusalem, or Golgotha, where the cross was. Mm-hmm. But Jesus was buried on the cross. And that's why when... In, in, um, when they was questioning Jesus in John 8, um, they said, wait a minute. We are our, our children of our father, Abraham. And, <laughs> and Jesus said, Abraham longed to see my day, and he saw it. So, okay, understanding this, that's all cool and whatnot. How do you apply this situation to the things that you do in your life? Like the Abraham mm-hmm. sacrificing his son, how do you take the principles and apply it to your life? What is what are you holding on that you won't give up for God? What are you holding on that you won't give up for you God? You know, that's the principle on there. Whoops. You know, uh, w- you know, there was times where I wouldn't do things because I was holding on to fear. Yeah. I was holding on to the unknown. Yeah. That's why he told Abraham to go. Abraham didn't know where he was going. He went. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that holds us up because we want we this is this is how I, I I would I did with God. I would say, okay, God, where do you want me to go? Tell me where you want to go. Want me to go? Tell me how you want to do it. But God says, go. Yeah. In all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He just says go. He doesn't tell you right. <clears throat> and so he wants to experience our obedience. Yeah. But a lot of times we say, well, tell me when, uh, what corner to turn, how do you want me to do this, who we're going with. Please bring me this person. Let this yes. person show themselves. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And uh, instead of going on faith and moving it and allowing God to supply you with the strength, the will, mm. the discernment, Yeah. that's what you want to do. You get a lot of people talking about their spiritual gift, uh, the anointing and all that. He's not giving you those gifts 
or the anointing for you. Yeah. He's giving those things to you that you can fulfill his purpose. Yeah. And a lot of times we use it like a um, bragging rights or like a like a new ring on our finger. <laughs> look what I got, you know, and that's not what it's about. And so when we look at Abraham, uh, he's in the hall of faith because he was giving up something precious for God. He had God in mind. For me, I think it's a more of a comfor- comfortability thing. Like, I don't know if... I actually had maybe something like a physical substance that was, or like a physical thing that I was like, I can't give up, but it's definitely like a mindset thing for me. So, you know, like I was really quiet. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I don't know if this relates to this story or not. And I think it does, but I, I really didn't speak, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that was me holding on to fear and not necessarily trusting God. So once I grew and started reading a little bit more and actually putting trust in God, a lot of that went away. So do you think as far as like Christian living, that's most that's mainly what p- people are dealing with? It's not necessarily that you're afraid, you're 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 timid, you're quiet or whatever the case may be. It's more so that you don't have a f- relationship with God, so you don't necessarily trust God. So you can't do the things that is quote unquote unthinkable or like, you know, like Abraham sacrifices his son or going out and like you say when god tells you to go just going and versus asking all these questions do you think it's more so the relationship of that person and god versus just battling those what quote-unquote demons that's it i mean it's the relationship with god abraham knew god was seeking seeking god desiring the relationship with god and he was willing to do that because he knew god his attributes what he thought Mm-hmm. what he disliked and all that. And he was wanted to be a servant. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. A lot of times I wasn't willing to serve. I would go to church. I would carry a Bible, but I wasn't willing to serve. And with the problem we have today in the Christian community is because nobody wants to serve. What does that mean? What that means mean? serve in the church, serve the people, the body of Christ, find out your spiritual gift, Use in ministry, serve in a ministry. That's what he called us to do. He just didn't call us just to assemble, just to do it every week. Yeah, feel good. Feel good day. (laughs) He called us to do his will, to to be the salt on this this, this earth, to change, to make change for him and his glory. Because there's people out there who he sanctified for the kingdom, Mm -hmm. and we need to take the seed of the gospel and plant it. Yeah, but people are sitting back and getting entertained at church. You think that's more so on the leadership versus the church body itself? Like, is that in order to get people or get people interested in utilizing their gift? Does that fall more on the leadership trying to have different programs and put people in position to utilize their gifts, or is that more so the congregation? You think just sitting back. I think it's the individual because it's a personal relationship. Yeah. When you understand that as a personal relationship, what did he do for you? What did he bring you out of? What did he save you for? Mm-hmm. What gift did he give you? What for the purpose did, did it? What did he keep from uh, 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 things from happening to you? And then you understand that. And, and you was like, man, he is good. I didn't even deserve it. Mm-hmm. You understand his mercy. And so you're willing to serve. So you will seek that out opportunities to serve. Mm -hmm. Like I said, in in Galatians six, he's talking about seek the opportunity to serve. So how does a, 
a pastor of the church get people in that mindset? Do or is that a thing for the pastor to do? Like what it like how do you get your church to get involved and how do you get the people around you to get involved as far as like self self-reflection or, or not self-reflection, but getting with or doing things for God and 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 utilizing your ministry. How do you get people kind of in board on board to do that? Is that something that you can do? Well, in, in Ephesians chapter four, he said he gave some to be apostles, evangelists, teachers and pastors. Yeah. You know, he gave them that in verse 12 it says to prepare God's people for works of service. Mm. Okay. So it's like when I went in the Marine Corps, I went to Marine Corps boot camp. Yeah. They took. I heard that was horrible. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 90 days. You know, we started with 90 some people, graduated 68. But they got all these individuals to work as one. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and what you don't really understand what's going on until you get into the third phase towards the end. Mm hmm. And so they're preparing you, uh, your mindset, like you're going to war. Mm -hmm. Now, you have this training. You have the inst drill instructors training you. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be crazy if they do all the training, training us, and then war break out, and they send the instructors and leave us? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, their job is to – give God's words to train, to teach and do that. And then the people do the work. Yeah. The people are sitting back watching the pastors doing the work. Cause the mindset is, look, I got a friend that needs, needs to know about Christ. He needs to be saved. So I'm going to take them to church instead of that individual understanding the gospel and giving them the gospel. Dang. So being like a branch. Okay. So it, wouldn't that both though? I mean, at the same time, wouldn't that fall back on the leadership still? Like, if you don't have people in a position that's confident to do that, wouldn't that be more so leadership issues versus the, con the congregation? No, they're using their gift. They're using their gift to teach, to train, to preach, or, or whatever. Yeah. And so but if they each, don't feel, each individual has a spiritual gift. When yeah. you accept Christ, you're given a spiritual gift. But if they don't feel, like, say that they're out at the grocery store and they run into a high school friend or a friend from elementary school, mm -hmm. and they're talking to them and they and they have the, the the they have the chance to talk to them about God, and they don't take it because they get scared or they're not confident. Wouldn't that be because of lack of teaching, like a lack of understanding or a lack of realization that you know they're here to spread God's word? And wouldn't that then entail and and would that then fall back on where they go and learn? Not necessarily. Let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Um, what is a, a movie that you've seen that was really good? Avengers Endgame. Okay. Did, you liked it, right? Yeah. Good movie? Yep. Real good movie? I think so. Did you tell somebody about it? Actually, well, I told you about this TV show today that I watched called WandaVision. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> How much training did you need to do that? Um, You see, it's about 10 episodes, so episodes about 40 minutes. So what's but you didn't need training, <laughs> <laughs> training to teach me. You was excited about it, so you told somebody. It's the same thing with the Word of God. Now the process of doing it, honing your skills and speaking, and breaking the ice, you can learn that. Mm. But when you're excited about something, somebody don't they don't teach you to, you know, 
No one when, taught and me And Regal how. Theater say, okay, <laughs> we're going to tell you how to, to share the movie with oh, people. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> that is actually hilarious. That's very clever. I feel like you thought of that <laughs> before. You was prepared. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Mm, hold on. I got to come back. Let me think. <laughs> Regal Theater don't train you how to share the movie. Yeah, that would be an awkward 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So we're excited about Christ. When you understand if a person is not inherited the kingdom of God, what's going to happen to them, you have a sense of urgency to share the good news with them. Dang, so the thought process should be right is this, right? So if I'm in a situation where I'm afraid to, to share the gospel, it's more so on my relationship with God versus where I'm going and being fed. You're not understanding the benefits. Yeah. The benefits of heaven. And so it's kind of selfish. Yeah. If you know that the benefit of heaven, you can live eternity with God, why wouldn't you share that with somebody? Right. Unless you don't like them. Yeah. Which Unless you're doing a Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to Nineveh. Which that would be messed up. Yeah. And so what Abraham understood that, and he said he understood God so much in his relationship, he's, he was willing to sacrifice his son. And I that really internalized with me once I had you. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about that when you was little. And I was like, could I do that? And that's a lot of faith in God. And yeah. that's why he says, I now have the experience of your obedience because you was willing to sacrifice your son. <laughs> that. And see, when you come over here and eat <laughs> my food and all that stuff, it makes it kind of easy. Aye, aye, aye. That if God <clears throat> fall down, you know, he broke, he broke the barriers of heaven. The clouds are splitting in the air, right? Mm-hmm. You hear the sonic boom, boom. You look up and God's like, Daryl, <laughs> this is my deep voice. Daryl, sacrifice your son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I was already planning on Yeah, yeah. <laughs> planning the last time he took my last energy drink. <laughs> Ate that last pork chop out of the refrigerator. Hey, uh, question though. Um, are those muffins down there cinnamon muffins? No, they're not. They're blueberry. You are for real? Yeah, they are. Really? Yes. I eat those too. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> so let me read this chapter again. Take your only son to sacrifice. <laughs> you ate the muffins. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did. I always wondered that. I always wondered what the heck was going through Isaac's head. Coming off that mountain, because he wasn't he wasn't a baby. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he yeah. was not a baby at that time. In my head, he's about twelve years old. I don't know how old he was. Yeah, but in my head, I envision him as being twelve. And I remember me being twelve. I think I'm old enough to realize that this guy was about to kill me. <laughs> so and like he bound him, and I'm like, why did he do that too? Because that's what you did with the sacrifice. I mean, dang, <laughs> he was being obedient. And so after that, if I was Isaac, anytime dad was trying to go somewhere with me, one on one, no. But but realize that just as God tested Abraham, He tests us today. Yeah, and He tests us with His Word. Are you sharing? Yeah. What if He's testing you continuously and you're not doing it? I I, I see people make. God posts all the time on social media mm-hmm. uh, these little sayings, the, you know, uh, they say, I'm good. blessed by the best. You know, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Blessed and highly favored. Yeah. 
but they're not serving. They're not doing his will. He he just doesn't want that. He wants this kingdom to advance. And once I got the realization and learned that, man, and I, I understand that he's going to judge teachers more severely. Yeah. Um, that's why I always tell you to study. Um, I just don't give it because once you start reading this, God's going to speak to you through the word. He's going to have something for you. Yeah. And that's going to advance the kingdom. And and that's what it's about. I, I don't get caught up in all this craziness going on, this cultural stuff, this uh, social stuff, this worldview stuff. I don't get caught up into that. If God's against it, I'm against it. Yeah. And I think as far as, like, listening to God, I think that's why it's important to study because sometimes we just go off of what we hear in our head, but that's not always God. You know? No. And so, it isn't. Um, yeah, I... I know there's some people that think that, okay, I don't necessarily have to read my Bible because God gives me the things I need to, I need in my head when I need it. There's, I talked to a couple of people that's like, that think like that. And I think you always have to check, you know, cause you just never, you never know. Like you just get, I mean, just as pot, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, Where else does that work? It doesn't work on your job. You, you go on a job and you have the, the standard operating procedures, the SOP, you have material data uh, safety sheets, you have all this stuff. When you're going to do something and you want to check, you go to those things and you review it to make sure you're doing the right thing. Why wouldn't you do that with God? He's um, given you the gift and instruction to do something. Why would you go back and read it and say, okay, I'm not to think like this, I'm to do this and I'm to do that? Um, I don't think that that the that little scenario is valid because there's people that just <laughs> that just don't do it. That's what I'm saying. Like they're not gonna go. So through. if God testing, are they passing God's test? Yeah. You know, testing to feel their obedience mm-hmm. because in His words He says, "Study to show yourself." Approved. And I think of it too like this: like Peter was God's right hand man, and the devil got in his head, mm-hmm. and he there with Jesus every single day. So if he if, if the devil can get in his head, right? Yeah. Why won't he be able to get in yours? He would. That's what I'm saying. And so that always kill me when people say stuff like that. They don't think you're influenced. This stuff that's happening today in society, it's influenced by 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 Satan, just like he influenced Eve. He he wants to mess with your emotions, mess with your feelings, get you to operate off of that mm-hmm. instead of operating off the word. When when the Satan uh, appeared to Jesus and he was tempting Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said, it is written. Mm-hmm. Each time he said, it is written. He went to the word. Wait a minute. If it works for Jesus, why wouldn't it work for me? Yeah. And I had to come to that realization. I had to learn to do that. And I had to get other people out of my head saying, I should think this, I shouldn't do that. That's what Satan did, the serpent did to Eve. He said, did God really say not to eat of fruit? He's like, wait a minute, you got all these trees in the garden. Mm-hmm. You can have everything in the garden except that one tree. So he focuses on that one thing you can't have. Mm-hmm. And then that's what he put that in the head, said, he know you'll be like him. Yeah, And so now we're operating off his thought instead yeah. of God's thought. And even when you're in that situation where you know you're not supposed to do something, you'd be like, oh, I'll just do it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the last time. <laughs> and, and, and that's why 
I had to get separate myself from some people. Yeah. Is that process hard for you? Was what? that hard separating yourself from some people? If I understood God and his word and what was at stake, mm-hmm. understand heaven is at stake. Mm-hmm. And so when me understanding that, no, it wasn't hard. Is there a certain point where, like, how do you know when it's time to separate from someone? Because you know, like, you could be that example for a specific person. But, like, I know it's a point where there's no there's no changing or no conversation that you can have with that other person. So mm-hmm. with you, where's that line drawn? Like, where's, like, okay, I'm not going to, this is not going to be a good, healthy relationship for me. This is not, you know, very productive let me step back. Like, how, when is that point to? Well, it's a point where you, you're doing it by word. Then you you have to do it by deed. It's like I can show you better than I can tell you, mm-hmm. and so I'll live it out in my life. Mm. <clears throat> and if they see the blessings that God is bestowing on me, and see, so it's not so much <clears throat> disassociation. It's disassociation as far as we're not doing everything together. I still use. Call we'll yeah talk. okay uh huh no I just don't just don't cut them off yeah you know some people I do yeah but if the people are going to influence me or bring influence in my house that's not of God mm-hmm. I am not doing that mm-hmm. and so that's why I have a group of people that I fellowship with because sometimes you know everybody got a blind spot yeah and you need to commune and fellowship with with people and so. When we in that blind spot, think and say, hey, you want to look at this. You may consider not doing this or look at this, you know, or study this or read that, you know. Yeah. Because I have to use my gift not for me but for him. Yeah. And understanding that God is going to test me. He won't tempt me, you know. I just know this. That if you ever talk about you just go to the woods, <laughs> I'm going to th- think about this first. I'm like, wait, who's going? I'm, I'm going to call Tori to come. Hey, hey D, I got some new paintball games. <laughs> Let's go out in the woods, man. <laughs> yeah, so my my takeaways from this episode is that, one, as my hat says for the people that's on camera, just seek God first. <laughs> um uh, a lot of times we may be going through different things and God is putting us in a different in a path that we may not understand. Mm-hmm. So like I can talk all day and I talk a lot about like what went on with the gym. Like I did not understand that whole journey, but now and I still don't fully understand what's going to happen with it, but I see now why I was why the things happened before when they happened. You know, and then but there's a reason why all these different things happen, you know. And so a, I think a perfect example is that if one first and foremost, if I was still at the job I was at before, mm-hmm. um, before Ayla, before we found out Ayla was pregnant, it would be so hard if I was still there mm-hmm. because it just wasn't the same, you know. Um, yeah, I the hours were flexible, but I couldn't really control much things because it's not my place. Um, I have clientele that I had to keep up with, and I have a little bit more free freedom to move because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a owner. If things get too hard for me, <laughs> bring in another trainer. You mm-hmm. know, I have more control. But um in that moment and then even like f- like with the house, you know, if it, if I was still at that job, it was, I like we basically paid our down payment like I mean, obviously you paid in cash, but right. we had the money just to be like boom. 
right. you know, because we had more of the freedom. So if I was in that job and, and, and like I said, like reading Isaiah six and, and just understanding what God was trying to move. If I would have sat back and was like, you know what, God, where, or give me the sign or, mm-hmm. or, uh, God put this person in my life, you know, I might've missed, missed that and could have been in a situation. So my say all that to say this, my takeaway is to, you know, when you were confident, you get your confirmation that God's telling you to move, just move. You know, God's going to lay down the pieces, lay down the path for you as you go. But you you have to be obedient and faithful if you're faithful. I remember <coughs> the gym flooded <laughs> the first like mm-hmm. month I was there or whatever. I had just got no a couple months in. I had just got the new turf down. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I just got a new turf. I had some new flooring down and a couple of new equipment items. Uh-huh. And 75% of the gym floor flooded. And I'm like, dang, I'm up there at the gym 5 in the morning now, rolling everything back, got fans going, mopping. I'm like, God, you told me I'm supposed to be here. I don't know what lesson you you trying to teach me here. But um, I learned a lot in that situation. I learned how to control everything in the gym. <laughs> if the gym didn't flood, I would have had no... No idea to go look in these different areas and figure how things run, but you know that that helped. But yeah, you just you just never know why you're in these situations. That's probably the longest takeaway I've ever had. <laughs> uh, Hold on, we're gonna wait for Ayla's takeaway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my takeaway is this: God wants our obedience before He shows us mm-hmm. what His purpose is. Obedience come first, then the purpose. Because if you had to see it first, that's not yeah, that's not faith. It. Yeah, you're not operating on faith. Yeah, and so uh, understanding it, um, just like I didn't understand Marine Corps boot camp until towards the end. Mm-hmm. But and just like with God, there's things that happened years after that I now understand based on the scripture. But I didn't understand it in first, at first. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when it says wait upon the Lord, <laughs> that's what it means. Mm. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. This, well, that's not what wasn't weird, but it's different. Just me and you. Have we did an episode where there's just me and you yet? Nah, no, I don't think so. That's crazy. Shout out to Lil Dez. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. We pray that you learn something new from this episode and you gain perspective that can bless you. Um, visit us at www.nonegations.com. There you can submit your questions, comments about the episode. Also, when you visit our website, submit your email and oh, submit your email and have the po- and you can have the podcast show notes automatically emailed to you um show notes are ideal for uh personal bible studies group bible studies or a quick reflection to find subject matters mentioned on the show while you're there make sure you order our no negations apparel our seat god first t-shirts and hats are is an ideal reminder during these challenging times to seek god first order them for yourself or for a friend it's a perfect christmas gift see the plug (laughs) (laughs) and if you're in the canton ohio area make sure you check out blended um you can find our apparel in there's right next to the macy's and please please bless this ministry with a like comment share and a five-star review until next time deuces